0: is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here
1: we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for Start or Sit. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Hey, welcome to the Thanksgiving edition the Thursday show. We are doing Start or Sit for eight AFC home games. Adam Azer and Heath Cummings. No Dave, no Jamie today. But we do have a Fantasy Football Today video show that you could see on CBSSports.com if you hear this podcast early enough. Hey, Heath, am I allowed to say Happy Thanksgiving now? Or know, Happy Holidays? Happy Holidays.
0: Happy Thanksgiving, Adam.
1: Yeah, Happy Holidays. In fact, uh, it is definitely holiday season. Uh Home Alone is currently on TV. I was enjoying it very much. I came here to do this podcast. Um,
0: so, is Die Hard on next?
1: I, I doubt it. But Die Hard could be on any time of year. It's such a brilliant movie. It uh
0: transcends. Adam, I just want to say I'm thankful for you. Are you really? You make people on Twitter like me more. So <laughs> thanks for that. I've Got
1: a lot of hot takes on there, but they're all honest. I never lie. I never try to stir it up. I just don't like cheesecake. What can I say?
0: Did you see my uh, little thread last night trying to get my 8-year-old to name the various Muppets and Sesame Street characters? And he couldn't, right? Zero. Muppets were named all incorrect. Uh for Kermit he guessed uh greener. <laughs> um he did name two of the Sesame Street characters Elmo and the Cookie Monster. Mhm. I uh, thought Big Bird was Early Bird.
1: Early Bird. Like it. <laughs> you like know? It. Yeah, he's, in, he's he lives in South Florida. Early birds everywhere. Um all right, so we got the we got the games. Mostly just doing starter sit today. We'll update you on some important injuries for the Thursday games. Find out some players that Heath loves this week. Some players he's not really feeling. Let's read this weird email. Oh, it's, the email's not weird. The stat is weird. It's from Brian. The subject was craziest stat ever. Uh Teams that face the... And he got this from the DailySnark.com, I believe. Have you been there? You know that one? No, never heard of it. Okay. Double check. That's what it was. But uh yeah, so it's DailySnark.com. Sports website that I had never heard of until this Teams that face the Texans are 0-10 the week after they face the Texans. And according to Brian, our email, they have lower than normal production from fantasy stars. That I'm not sure about. I mean, there's a lot of bad teams there, so I don't know. But uh, pretty weird. And I'm not sure just how relevant it is, but you know, they faced Arizona last week. They host Jacksonville this week. That's not going to be a good game for them. But
0: 0-10 after facing the Texans, Heath. How weird is that? and it's got a chance to continue for a while.
1: Right. We'll have Arizona hosting Jacksonville. That's probably a loss. Yep. Baltimore hosting Detroit. Toss that's up, probably a loss. Tennessee probably goes to Arizona and wins. I don't know about that, but we'll see. San Francisco hosts Tennessee. It's a loss. Loss. Jacksonville at San Francisco, that's a win. That will be the
0: true test.
1: We might we might get to 14 and 0 or 0 and 14. Yep. That's that's weird. So I don't know. If, if you got any Cardinals, uh, you are already uh, predisposed to sitting them. Uh, who are a couple of players that you love this week, Heath? And I, I implore you to talk about Juju Smith-Schuster because you have him in your top ten,
0: much higher than Dave and Jamie. So you would like to tell me the players that I love this week. <laughs> I, well, I assume you love <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster based uh, on his rankings. Yes. I, I I've talked about this before. The way that I start – My rankings each week is just kind of by doing a little mini run of projections for the week. And you've got a Pittsburgh team at home against a Green Bay team that's very bad against the pass. And Pittsburgh's not been running the ball well at all. The only thing Green Bay's really done well recently is shut down the run. So I do think this is another game where Ben could throw the ball 35 plus times. Juju Smith-Schuster is getting more than 20% of the team's targets over the last three weeks. And I expect him to be very efficient. I've got him on my little mini-projection at uh, six catches for 98 yards and a touchdown.
1: He's got three straight games with seven or more targets, which is really nice. Uh, and he came off a bad game last week, four catches for 47 yards. But before that, was playing very well. I gave this stat out last week. The Packers, they've allowed nine or more fantasy points in standard-scoring leagues every week to one wide receiver every week except for week one. And they've allowed eight or more fantasy points to a second wide receiver in now four of their last six games. Last week it was four of their last five games. It didn't come true. Macklin didn't hold up his end of the bargain, but Wallace got there. Um so
0: yeah, it's they, a good match. And they are not good against slot receivers either.
1: I like it, makes a lot of sense. All right, so he's very high on Juju Smith Schuster. Is there yes. another player that you might love
0: this week? You know, I'll, I'll give you another one that's kind of out there, but it's in the same game. And it's Jamal Williams. Oh, in no. In fact, you could, you could put Jamal Williams and Samaj P. Ryan together. Cause I know, oh. I think I'm the high guy on both of those guys. You
1: are the high guy on Williams for sure. I didn't see P. Ryan, but ooh, this, okay, this one, explain this one to me.
0: It's all about the volume. And I understand concerns about how good Jamal Williams is. We know what the Packers would like to do with Brett Hundley under center is just keep the Pittsburgh offense off the field. 18 carries last week, 20 the week before that. And remember that we talked about after that Chicago game when Dave and Jamie kind of thought I was crazy for saying Jamal Williams was a start last week. Well, yeah, but he's not going to get that kind of volume in a game they're behind. They got crushed last week.
1: Okay, so they got crushed, but it was 13 nothing
0: until midway through the fourth quarter. Fair. If they're down by two scores in the second half, he's still going to get carries. Is that fair? He did last week, so yes. And the biggest thing for Jamal Williams, and, and the complete surprise that I did not see coming, I talked about last week how Randall Cobb actually had a little bit more value because I expected Cobb to be in the backfield on passing downs, and they'd throw the ball to Randall Cobb. He got six targets last week. Yeah, that was interesting. So I, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, I see no reason to expect – he got 21 touches in his first game. He got 22 touches last week. He's kind of like Doug Martin, only maybe a little better.
1: Steelers run defense coming on kind of strong though. Last five, they, games. they are. It's
0: not. It's not a good matchup. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I went and I charted. I, I well, I charted. I, I went and I looked at the. <laughs> no, I didn't chart. I looked at the uh, play-by-play because I was worried about the score getting out of hand uh, in this game and what that would mean for Williams. And yeah, he got. They were down 13 nothing from early third quarter to the mid fourth quarter last week against the Ravens the Packers and Williams got 9 carries and 2 catches in that stretch. Once it became 16 nothing, they didn't have the ball that much after that and he didn't get any carries. That was about the last 5 minutes of the game. Uh you just hoping it's not, you know, 20 nothing at halftime, but all right, that's interesting and then I got something on P Ryan to talk about a little bit later. You got any players off the top of your head that you're not really feeling this
0: week? Oh, that shouldn't be too difficult. Um Listen, this won't be a surprise at all, but I am I think the lowest in the industry on both Adrian Peterson and Marshawn Lynch. Um, running backs going up against good defenses in games where I expect them to play from behind and they're not really pass catching running backs either. I I don't know what there is to like about them.
1: You expect the Raiders to be playing from behind? I I kind of do. Yeah.
0: Uh and then also the Oakland wide receivers. There seems to be a, uh, I'm looking here on Fantasy Pros, and the average ranking of Michael Crabtree is number 22 wide receiver. Amari Cooper is number 28, and I've got them both closer to 36. Okay.
1: Do you know which team has allowed the most
0: passing touchdowns in the NFL? The Denver Broncos. Is that mind blowing? It. I. I don't necessarily like. I believe it. I know it is factual. Oh, it's but true. But they're yeah. also <laughs> pretty good on a per pass attempt basis. Oh, they're great. Yeah. So I it's, it's just one of those things where I don't believe that is sustainable.
1: Here are the wide receivers with double-digit fantasy points against Denver. Travis Benjamin twice, Dez Bryant, Johnny Holton, Alshon Jeffrey, and then two last week, A.J. Green and Alex Erickson. Uh, Michael Crabtree did not play in the first meeting against Denver, but Amari Cooper had zero points. Derek Carr got hurt in that game. He threw 18 passes. Keenan Allens had one good, one bad game. Tyreek Hill had three points. Nelson Aguilar had three points. I don't know. It is weird. I was actually going to make the case for Derek Carr as a sleeper this week. <laughs> like they they don't do that well against quarterbacks. They they really don't. They've allowed 24 or more fantasy points to three straight quarterbacks. That's Wentz, Brady, and Dalton. Uh It's just weird. You know what? Like you can't run on Denver. Last year you could. This year right. you can't run on Denver. You have to throw. And they're just getting, they've given up 22 touchdowns. It's insane.
0: Yeah, I, I expect this to be a slow-paced, low-scoring game.
1: Alright, we will preview that game a little bit later. I just wanted to bring up Corey Coleman, Heath, and get your thoughts on him. He's 45% owned if people are, uh, really need someone this week. He had 80 yards against Jacksonville. I know he doesn't have a, a great matchup against Cincinnati. They allow the third fewest fantasy points to receivers. You look at what receivers have done though, and, and I, I think they are a little overrated based on that, you know, that stat. But Corey Coleman 45% owned, is he someone you could use this week?
0: He is. There are a few players this morning between our podcast and the show at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on CBSSports.com that I am going to try to reevaluate a little bit because I feel like I've got Corey Coleman ranked too low. Okay, where do you have him? It's He's right around 35, I believe. Would you be so bold as to start him over like a Des Bryant? I would not start him over a Des Bryant, but I do think you should start him over a Crabtree or Cooper. I think Uh, he is more up in that Josh Doxson range. Gotcha.
1: Alright then, uh, we got, we got a lot of news and notes for you today. We are of course going to talk Thanksgiving side dishes. Heath, what is your favorite Thanksgiving side dish?
0: There is no debate. It is mashed potatoes and gravy.
1: Mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay, I did ask, I did some Twitter polls. Mashed potatoes was on there. Yeah, I saw that, and it crushed. It did. I was surprised. It beat macaroni and cheese. It was uh, very surprising. Did you see the 538 tweet about the – the graphic about the favorite sides by region in the United States? No. So they did like the most, most disproportionately consumed sides by region. If I remember off the top of my head, the southeast was mac and cheese, which made sense. The northeast was squash. Um – The southwest, I think, was cornbread. I don't remember, like, the Midwest and the heartland that well. But the west coast, like, almost half of the country, it was salad. Salad was their most disproportionately
0: consumed side dish. Well, I think that's because no one in the southeast eats salad.
1: So when you're comparing
0: it to the rest of the country, it's like, wait, they're having some salad. This whole region – doesn't, it's, salad doesn't even exist. That's bad, dude. I, I,
1: I would not touch salad. If there were salad at the, at dinner, I wouldn't have a piece.
0: We will definitely have a salad. Um, Are you gonna my eat life any of it? makes a delicious, what's that salad called? Is it like a layered salad? Hmm, I don't With, know. Oh, it's, it's delicious. It, it's not one that you build yourself. It comes in its own self-contained container. It's got eggs, it's got mayonnaise, it's got bacon, it's got tomatoes. It sounds very cobby. Cobb salad. Randall Cobb salad. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: All right. Well, hey, another thing that, uh, that we love on this podcast, movement watches. Holiday time. It's right now. So if you want 15% off an awesome watch for yourself, get one for yourself. But also if you want to get some uh, get a watch for someone that you love, that you, that you're friends with, whatever, 15% off today with free shipping and free returns. Movement watches, the URL <clears throat> movement is abbreviated MVMT. So go to MVMT.com slash f football mvmt.com slash f football i've got a movement watch i've got the ryan watch it is awesome i'm gonna wear it i will wear it to thanksgiving today how about that uh you can get a really clean design with a great fashion statement and it's not flashy it's not obnoxious or anything it, it's a minimalist design and it's just it's just really nice so you, you've heard me talk about movement watches go get yourself a watch it, it's a great holiday gift and it's just Who cares about the holidays? It's a great thing to have to begin with. Don't be so tacky and look at your cell phone to tell time. Step it up. Get yourself an awesome movement watch. Over a million watches sold to customers in 160-plus countries around the world. This is the fastest-growing watch company. MVMT.com slash FFootball. If you need the URL, you can always tweet me or email me. MVMT.com slash FFootball for 15% off, free shipping, free returns. Join the movement. Let's go through some news and notes. I inspired Heath to pick up Aaron Rodgers in one league. Jamie picked up Aaron Rodgers in another league. So you can call me a trendsetter. And good job, Heath. Two-quarterback league. Stupid that I even left him on waivers.
0: Good job. Yeah, I was happy to get him. I also picked up David Johnson, and of course that doesn't matter anymore.
1: No, David Johnson will almost certainly not be coming back this year. C.J. Beathard starting this week. No Garoppolo. Jacoby Brissett, practice in full. He's still in the concussion protocol, but he's trending in the right direction for the game against Tennessee. Tyrod Taylor will start this week. We knew that. Running back news. Matt Forte didn't practice. Looks like he won't play. Bad matchup for the Jets guys against Carolina. Devontae Freeman still in the concussion protocol, so it looks good for Tevin Coleman to be the lead back again. David Johnson, not expected to return. Wide receivers. Sterling Shepard could be a game-time decision today. Where would you rank Sterling Shepard if he plays tonight?
0: Ah, uh, I hate the fact that it's a game time decision. If he had practiced just yesterday, I would have him as a top 15 wide receiver. As it is, he's more of a low end number 2. I would put him probably in that Josh Doxon range.
1: Would you you'd start him over Corey Coleman though? Yes. Like I it's not like he's got, you know, he's got headaches. So it's not like he's playing hurt with like a knee or an ankle or something.
0: Right, but with migraines, I think sometimes loud noises, bright lights, um, somebody hitting your head—those things could all be bad for a migraine.
1: Yeah, but that won't happen. I mean, oh, right, football. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Travis Benjamin could miss today's game. Does that downgrade Philip Rivers at all?
0: I'm not really concerned about Travis Benjamin. It might be a slight bump up for Mike Williams. He'd be their best deep threat yeah. now.
1: Kelvin Benjamin missed practice, so doesn't look like he's going to play. But they haven't decided. It's it's early. It's early. It was only Again,
0: sneaky deep sleepers, Deontay Thompson and Zay Jones.
1: Yes, Zay Jones has had like seven targets in two straight games.
0: Not he's bad. had a lot of targets this year, and he's actually caught a couple of them recently. Yeah.
1: Chris Hogan mispractice. He's probably not going to play. Jordan Reed is out. Tyron Smith expected to play as we go to the offensive line news. Now I do want to talk to you about this, Heath. Giants right guard DJ Fluker is out this week. He's been part of the kind of resurgent run game for the Giants. Meanwhile, the Redskins' offensive line is in terrible shape. So I don't feel quite as good about Darkwa and Pirine as I did yesterday. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I could understand not feeling as good about Darkwa because I do think the Giants will be playing from behind, and it's possible that the rest of the offensive line, one of them is gone, and they just fall apart. Two of them are good because they're missing their right tackle too. So he's I, I think there's enough missed tackles on that New York Giants defense that P. Ryan may not need an offensive line.
1: Okay, would you go P. Ryan? We have to choose P. Ryan or Jarek McKinnon. We have half PPR.
0: I would go P. Ryan over Jarek McKinnon. All right, so we'll stick with that then. But I think we'll start Jarek McKinnon over Alex Collins. That one, because it's half PPR, I, I believe I agree with you. Texans,
1: tough, tough matchup. Fourth fewest fantasy points allowed for Alex Collins. Uh, Ryan Khalil, Carolina Center. He might play this week. The Ravens could be without left tackle Ronnie Stanley for a second straight game and right tackle Austin Howard. They have Monday night games, so they got time to recover, but they could be without both tackles. Some quick defense notes. Mike Mitchell expected to return for the Steelers, their safety. Um, Kansas City signed Darrell Rivas. How do you feel about that?
0: Revis Island coming to the Chiefs and he pretty cool contract that he signed. Cause I think he's still getting paid maybe by the Jets. Hmm. Um, but he gets like a $1.5 million bonus if they make it to the AFC Championship game. Cool. And a $2 million bonus if they win the Super Bowl.
1: Oh, very nice. Uh, Denver could be without linebacker Shane Ray. Cincinnati cornerback Adam Jones appears on track to play this week against the Browns. The Saints could be getting Kenny Vaccaro back this week, but Marshawn Lattimore is questionable. Rams could be down two starting cornerbacks against Drew Brees. And this is not a defense note, but Philadelphia kicker Jake Elliott might play this week. So you don't have to you don't have to be hasty in dropping Jake Elliott. Let's see what happens. All right. It's a, it's a Thanksgiving side dish contest with some Twitter polls to go with it. I posted these late last night. So here we go. And you saw them this morning, I assume.
0: Um, yes. Yeah.
1: Good. Wonderful. Hope you're hungry. Spinach dip or cranberry sauce. Spinach dip or cranberry sauce. I did not see that one. I didn't post that. I, I decided only to post three out of five. I didn't I thought five was a little
0: overkill. Um I, I'm probably not going to eat either if they're both available. I'll just use that space for mashed potatoes and gravy. <laughs> but if I had to have one, it would be spinach dip.
1: Yeah, I, I don't really think spinach dip is a is a typical Thanksgiving thing, but my wife makes it for, like, every holiday because she's just awesome at it. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't love cranberry sauce.
0: I mean, cranberry sauce is a better Thanksgiving side. Yeah, but spinach dip is just better. Spinach dip is much better. Yeah. I, having one taste of cranberry sauce on your plate, just, like, that much because your grandma made the cranberry sauce and you want to – not, not leave it there. Then that's fine. Just take one bite of it. That's okay.
1: I swear, I feel like we we never had it at our house. Maybe, maybe we did, and I just ignored it. I don't know. All right, green. This was a close one. This was a good one. Green bean casserole
0: or sweet potato casserole with marshmallows. Again, not two of my favorite sides, but um, I'm not a green bean casserole guy at all. So I will say sweet potato casserole.
1: These are two of my favorite sides. I I would lean slightly towards green bean casserole, and so did Twitter people. Fifty three percent for green bean casserole, forty seven. I know it's up to fifty four percent for green bean, forty six for the sweet potato. Why do we say marshmallows instead of mallows or mallows?
0: Um I I don't know. It's spelled I don't, with an A. Probably the same reason we say Jif over Jiff. Whoever <laughs> created marshmallows said it was marshmallow.
1: I guess. Uh mashed potatoes or macaroni and cheese. Mashed potatoes in a romp right now, sixty-eight percent. This surprised me.
0: This surprised me. Like, why not just put macaroni and cheese against one of these other bad options, so it could have won too? Well, because I didn't. It would have beat every other option you've given us so far. Crushed. All
1: right, updated Twitter poll. Macaroni and cheese. Should I put it up against cornbread or green bean casserole? Green bean casserole. Okay. Because I, I would go with the green bean casserole. It, it, it's going to get destroyed. <laughs> All right, we'll keep an eye on it, and then find. Oh no, two more: cornbread or corn soufflé? Wasn't really a fair fight. I don't know how many people have corn soufflé. What would you take? Corn? You see some corn,
0: corn soufflé, some cornbread sitting next to each other. What do you go with? Uh, the corn soufflé is that like a creamy type thing? Yeah, uh, it's not. Okay, it's not I don't want soup. that running. It's not. It's not truck. running.
1: It's not. There is cream corn in there, but if it's made, if it's made right, it's very solid. It's so good. It's the best. Yeah, I'd probably have some cornbread. All right, yeah, eighty six percent said cornbread, but corn souffle. I'm telling you, my mom's recipe. If for all of you who know her,
0: I, I like you have this Thanksgiving with spinach dip and corn souffle, and what else do you have? I don't. Like you sh- know what? This is the first what?
1: Thanksgiving I'm having with my wife. I've okay. gone
0: home for Thanksgiving every year, but I ha- wonder, like your traditional Thanksgiving, because it's sounding very not traditional.
1: We have a turkey, but we also have a ham. Okay. Um. Green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole. I don't think we have, we, we usually don't have mashed potatoes. What? Yeah, I what? Know. <laughs> what? We never have mac and cheese. Oh, actually sometimes my mom's friend brings mac and cheese, but that's more of an
0: appetizer. No mashed potatoes, no mac and cheese. I don't think we have mashed potatoes. This explains so much.
1: I'm not sure about
0: cornbread either. Yeah, we have a little bit different Thanksgiving. We, all, we also,
1: you know, we play football every year too, so. And we basically just sit in a room and watch football all day. Uh, and the last one, stuffing or salad? <laughs> oh, stuffing! Easily. Yeah, I'm throwing some shade at the uh, at the left coast. All right, so one last Thanksgiving side dish contest: green bean casserole, or what was the other one? Macaroni and cheese. Yes, macaroni and cheese. Okay. Twitter poll posted. Let's go to the games. Carolinas at the Jets. Stat of the game: the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was originally the Macy's Christmas Day Parade. Heath. It debuted in 1924.
0: How about that? All yeah, right. Do you actually do you guys watch the parade? I hate the. Uh,
1: no, I don't hate the parade. I just find it boring. But I like it because my mom watches it every year and she likes it. So, you know. Do you watch the parade? Uh, no. Yeah, it's boring. No. Yeah. And it's freezing today in New York. My goodness, it's like thirty that when I woke up. All right, Cam Newton. I won't. I won't spend time on people that everybody on players that everybody's going to start. He's fifth, seventh, and sixth for Jamie David Heath. 44 or more rushing yards in 5 straight games. Uh, the Carolina running backs, Heath. Jets have been very good against running backs lately. They've held 4 straight lead running backs to 7 or fewer points. Now the number 2 guys have done a little bit better. Tevin Coleman had 10 points. Charles Sims had 9. But the main guys haven't done very well. So what do you think about the, uh, the Jet,
0: the, the Panthers running backs? I don't really have any interest in Jonathan Stewart. That was a very nice game from him in his uh, last game with 110 rushing yards, but I don't expect a repeat. And you're definitely starting McCaffrey in PPR. I think you're probably starting him in standard as well. He's a number two.
1: All right, we will compare Christian McCaffrey to some players throughout the week, but how about we compare him to Devin Funches or throughout the day, rather? Uh Devin Funches or Christian
0: McCaffrey? That's an interesting one. I, I I'm going to go with McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, McCaffrey's been very involved lately. I mean, it's it's pretty close to a
0: coin flip for me, but I'd go McCaffrey.
1: And Funchess is a must-star. I mean, he's a number two receiver for everybody, but a fairly high-end number two. The yep. Jets have allowed 68 or more yards to a wide receiver seven times in their last four games. That's, that's hard to do. <laughs> so, I mean, if you think he'll get at least 68 yards, that's a pretty good floor. All right, first game back
0: since week two. Starter sit, Greg Olson. This is a weird one because I— My initial thought was you're starting Greg Olson if you have him. If he's active, you start him. But there's absolutely a chance that the guy that owned Greg Olson ended up with Vernon Davis. And I would rather start Vernon Davis than Greg Olson today.
1: And I've got Jimmy Graham, and I picked up Greg Olson last week. So I'd am i rather start Jimmy Graham. Might start Greg Olson as a flex, though. We should probably talk about that because Olson is a top eight tight end. Well, Jamie's got him 11th in standard – I'll see what it is in PPR, but he's seventh and eighth for, for Dave and Heath. And in PPR, he's 11th, seventh
0: and eighth. Okay. He's the same. Here's some, here's some running backs. I would start Greg Olson over as a flex. All right. How about that? Yeah. I, I'd start him over in a standard league, Isaiah Crowell, Amir Abdullah, Duke Johnson, uh, Frank Gore, Devontae Booker. We talked a lot about him. I'd start him over to Sean Jackson, Cooper C- Cup, Jeremy mm-hmm. Macklin.
1: Nice. All right. That's good stuff. Uh, the Jets allow the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends. They've allowed touchdowns to Charles Clay, David Njoku, Rob Gronkowski, Anthony Fasano, and Austin Hooper. So it's a good matchup for Olsen, but shaking off the rust. All right. We go to the Jets. Start or sit a 52% owned Josh McCown, who you know only 14 fantasy points at Tampa Bay in Week 10, but he was playing very well before that. Um, what do you think, Josh McCown?
0: No. No, thank you. Um, he was... I tell you what, I appreciate the fact that Josh McCown played such good football when we had so many quarterbacks on buys and injured. He really helped us out. But uh back to the bench or the waiver wire or wherever you came from, Josh McCown, we don't need you anymore.
1: If Sterling Shepard doesn't play, I'd start him over Eli. You don't? You do not have it ranked that way? But no, I
0: do not. I would not. I would start Matt Moore over him. I would start Jacoby Brissett over him. I'd start Joe Flacco over him.
1: I'm not sure how we like. Well, I guess Evan Ingram. I don't know how he gets like 15 points without Shepard, but, Ingram, well, Ingram could okay. Be
0: the guy. Like, Evan Ingram is his number one wide receiver. Yeah. And let's just say we take Josh McCown's number one wide receiver, Robbie Anderson, out of the equation. I don't know that their weapons are that much different. Um, you're talking about Jermaine Curse and Austin Safarian Jenkins. Yeah, but against. Anderson puts up bigger numbers than Ingram. He has recently, for sure.
1: Uh, alright, so. And the matchup's much better for Eli. Are we avoiding the Jets running backs?
0: Yeah, I, I can't say that, I guess, because Bilal Powell is a borderline number two running back for me. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with them because of what they did with Elijah Maguire in the passing game last time. That made right. no sense at all to me. but They threw the ball to Maguire and not to Powell. I've got Powell at right behind Doug Martin, right ahead Isaiah Croyle.
1: In standard scoring leagues, it's easy to get away from these guys because, you know, Carolina's allowed one running back to have double digit fantasy points in standard. That was last game two weeks ago. Kenyon Drake had the long run. He's seven for eighty two and a touchdown. Uh they've been amazing against running backs. And then it, you know, even in PPR it's not that good of a matchup. But so so outside the top twenty four for these guys, Powell eighty six percent owned. Um and then Robbie Anderson. So Robbie Anderson or Devin Funches? Uh Funches. Robbie Anderson or Deshaun Jackson? Anderson. Anderson or the Broncos or the uh, Raiders wide receivers? Easily Anderson. I, I,
0: I have Anderson as number
1: two, a top 20 wide receiver. Okay, Anderson or the Broncos wide receivers? So Let's say Demarius.
0: I'll go Demarius over Anderson, but Anderson over Sanders. Starter
1: said Austin Tavarian Jenkins. Three touchdowns this season. Uh, usually doesn't get more than 46 yards. Carolina has been pretty good against tight ends.
0: Yeah, I think and I, I think if you go back and look at when they were bad, it was when uh Keekly, Keekly was out. When Keekly was in there, I that feel that like that was the been Ertz amazing game against Giants.
1: Zach Ertz, yeah, he got hurt in the Eagles game. Zach Ertz only had two catches, but they were both in the end zone. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh
0: I'm I'm I could understand a situation where you're streaming Austin Safarian Jenkins, but that's not my plan.
1: Okay. Uh he is about 15th for everybody. Would you go Witten or Safarian Jenkins?
0: I go Safarian Jenkins one spot higher.
1: Oh, all right. There you go. We go to Buffalo at Kansas City, except Carolina's DST worth using. Sixth for Jamie, fourth for Heath, 14th for Dave. He doesn't love them. The Jets have allowed 32 sacks this season. That's a lot. Yes. All right. Now we got Buffalo at Kansas City. Stat of the game. The Bills, they allow the ninth most passing yards per game in the NFL, but – The second fewest passing touchdowns. Add that up, and the Bills allow the fourth fewest fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Only three quarterbacks have scored more than 15 points against the Bills. Jameis Winston, 29 points. Josh McCown, 18. Phillip Rivers, 23. Heath, what do you think for Smith?
0: This is is kind of like the reverse of the Denver Broncos.
1: Yes, and I said it last week. I know you weren't on the show. Oh, no, you were on the show. It was a Thursday show. I don't buy their past defense. I think their entire defense stinks, and Rivers uh-huh. had 23 fantasy points. I thought he had potential for more, but I could definitely see Smith getting 23 or more.
0: Yeah, I, I have him just outside of my 12, top 12. I moved Dak Prescott ahead of him with the news that Smith is likely to play, but he's not at number 13. I'd start Alex Smith over Stafford, over Rivers, over Carr, um, but that's about it as term, in terms of your normal starting quarterbacks.
1: But you're going Dalton over Smith. Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Smith's not a bad start this week. And Kareem Hunt, tell those Kareem Hunt owners what to do.
0: Stop whining about Kareem Hunt. <laughs> no. Starting Kareem no, they, Hunt. No, they,
1: they have earned the right to whine about Kareem Hunt.
0: I, I don't necessarily agree. Um, but he's going to smash the Buffalo Bills. They are not going to be able to tackle him. It's a home game. The Chiefs are going to be ahead. He's going to run for five yards per carry. He's going to get 20 carries in this game. He's going to catch four passes. He's going to score two touchdowns.
1: Oh, great. Well, the Bills allow the most fantasy points to opposing running backs, so that would make sense. 13 rushing touchdowns allowed this year. They've fallen apart without Darius. Are you worried at all about Tyreek Hill?
0: Um, worried's the wrong word for it. I'm a little nervous about having him ranked where I do, but I feel that same way about Tyreek Hill every week. <laughs> right exactly. I've got him at 12th. Uh, um I I think he has the potential this week to score somewhere between 5 fantasy points and the number one wide receiver.
1: Yeah, the Bills just don't have a good defense. I mean, that's all it is. They uh, they've allowed double-digit fantasy points to wide receiver to a wide receiver in standard scoring leagues in 5 of their last 6 games. So let's hope Tyreek Hill continues that trend. Start him over Funches? Yep. Okay. Start Travis Kelsey. Let's go to the builds. Tyrod Taylor or Alex Smith?
0: I'm going with Alex Smith over Tyrod Taylor and I, I'm just a little bit uncomfortable with the whole situation in Buffalo. And he, once again, he does not have a wide receiver that we really think is good and it's a road game. Tyrod's been much better at home. True. Yep. And there's the whole cloud hanging over his head that his head coach basically hates his guts. And so I have got him at 17. It's I I reserve the right to move him up a little bit, but I don't think I'll move him ahead of Smith.
1: I uh, you know, he he heart, he only once this year has ever has scored more than 21 fantasy points. So you don't get big games from Tyrod Taylor. That said, when he has done very well, like the last two games, was it the last two games? It was the Jets game. They were behind. He threw like forty passes, which he never does. And then the game against Chargers, where it was all kind of constant. He didn't he only played like half the game, but he threw a lot of passes in that stretch and he scored nineteen I mean, fantasy points.
0: In fairness, it was like their third string defense.
1: Okay. I'm just saying, if they fall behind big, maybe he can actually put together a game with more than twenty one fantasy points. That's fair. Yeah. But, no, I, I understand uh, why you're not completely gung-ho. On Tyrod Taylor, we are starting LaShawn McCoy. And uh, anyone in the Buffalo passing game, including Charles Clay?
0: I'm starting Charles Clay. Um, not over somebody like Greg Olson, obviously. Not over somebody like Vernon Davis. I'd, I'd rather start Jared Cook over Charles Clay. But I've got him at number 10 at tight end. He's going to get red zone targets. You're just hoping they don't call a penalty and he doesn't drop it.
1: I think that's it for this game, right? What do you think about the Chiefs DST?
0: I'm not that excited about it. They're a low end starting defense for me. The, I mean the complaint about Tyrod from Bills fans is that he does not throw the ball into traffic. And he doesn't take shots. Right. Well that's not that's not great for an opposing defense. Right.
1: Uh yeah, by the way, so don't want to just completely gloss over it. You do have some sleepers, as he's been saying, at wide receiver for the Bills. Uh Zay Jones would be your favorite.
0: I actually like Deontay Thompson just a little bit better because I think he has more big play ability. Okay. Uh, but th- like this, this secondary is very susceptible Revis. to the big play. Revis. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm dead. I don't know what type of impact he has. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, and if Calvin Benjamin plays, like would you shy away from him or is he start?
0: If Calvin Benjamin plays, it makes the whole situation a little bit grosser, but he'd be a number three.
1: All right. So I uh, remember when I beat you in draft last week. No, I do. I remember it. I remember it well. I actually had a huge week. It was a lot of fun, and you enjoyed it at least, right? You enjoyed the process of sitting there and doing a draft,
0: Heath. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yes, I it mean, was amazing. Yes, I was just doing another draft on my phone right now while you did this read. Really? Yeah.
1: Cool. And actually, uh, yeah, got someone else into a draft yesterday. He texted me, said, "What's your promo code?" I said, "It's FF today." You can go to playdraft.com or you can download the draft app on your phone, search draft in your app store, it'll come up first and use the promo code ff today. When you do that, all new players get a free entry into a draft. That's when you make your first deposit and you use the promo code ff today. So you compete against maybe one person, maybe up to 10 people. You do a snake draft. You're the only person in your contest that has a certain player. It's not like the other daily sites where oh, I this guy had a big game but 80% own own him and it's frustrating. So this is really, really fun. And we love snake drafts. They're the best part of fantasy football. And you can win some cold hard cash and drafts start at just one buck. Start playing draft. You can, uh, you can ask me, uh, you can challenge me on Big Cane 2. Use that promo code FFToday when you sign up and we will love you forever. So download the draft app, playdraft.com. The promo code is FFToday. We go to Cleveland at Cincinnati. Game of the week. Stat of the game, four running backs have scored double-digit fantasy points in standard-scoring leagues against Cleveland in their last three games. So in their last three games, four running backs, double-digit fantasy points in standard. I don't know how else to say that. So uh, it hasn't always been pretty, Heath. Jarek McKinnon did it, 3.6 yards per carry. Amir Abdullah was better. Um, Theo Riddick caught a touchdown. Leonard Fournette, 3.96 yards per carry and 28 carries. But we're seeing some more production from running backs. How do you feel about Joe Mixon this week?
0: I feel pretty gross about Joe Mixon. Like, if you asked me start or sit Joe Mixon, I would have to say start him because I think I'm starting him in three different leagues. I don't feel good about starting him in any of those leagues. He's a low-end number two. You're hoping he gets in the end zone.
1: Mixon or Bilal Powell? Mixon. Mixon or Alex Collins?
0: That's probably as simple as Collins and standard Mixon and PPR.
1: Okay. Mixon or James White, PPR.
0: Oh, Mixon. Yeah. I don't I don't know that uh I don't know that James White even is in consideration. Well right the
1: Mixon or Rex Burkhead.
0: I'll still go Mixon.
1: Okay. That's enough. That's enough Mixon talk. We like Andy Dalton. He's top ten. He's ninth, ninth, and tenth for Jamie Daven Heath. He's seventy eight percent owned. Uh, Who are some, some guys you normally wouldn't start Dalton over, but you would this week?
0: Well, the easy one, you start with is Derek Carr. You start him over Stafford. You start him over Rivers. You start him over Dak. You start him over Alex Smith. That's about it for me.
1: He had 35 uh, fantasy points in the first meeting against Cleveland.
0: Yeah, the one I struggle with and I go back and forth on, and I may not make a decision until Sunday morning, is Goff or Dalton.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I maybe it's a Lattimore Lattimore in, you go with Dalton, Lattimore out you go with Goff. I don't know. Goff is not like, he hasn't really been that good for fantasy. Well, I mean, neither has Andy Dalton. Yeah, but he's not playing the Browns. I mean I I don't love the Saints defense, but they're not the That's Browns. true. Uh J. Green, we're starting, but not Brandon Lafell, right? He's not really a sleeper. No. Only twice this season have the Browns allowed more than four fantasy points to a second wide receiver. So it's not even a good matchup for LaFell. Uh, Cincinnati's DST is top six. You definitely want them. Cleveland allows the most fantasy points to DSTs. Let's go over and look at the Cleveland Browns now.
0: Oh, don't forget Tyler Croft.
1: Oh, good. thank you. Yes, Tyler Croft. Uh, Tyler Croft or Charles Clay?
0: Hmm. I currently have Charles Clay higher.
1: You're the low man on Croft. You got him 13th. Jamie has him 6th. Dave has him 10th.
0: And, like, I I hate the fact that having Tyler Croft 13th at tight end makes you the low man on him. Because there is a floor that is almost non-existent. his last three games, targets 2-6-3. So, you hope he scores a touchdown. He had 16 yards in his last two games combined. Right. (laughs) Like, there's no guarantee here with Tyler Croft. He's a... I feel like Dave and Jamie has him ranked as a good number one tight end, and I've got him ranked as a streamer with a good matchup.
1: They're a little bit lower on him in PPR. They have him eighth and twelfth, respectively. You guys still have him 13th in PPR. Yeah, like I, I can't start Tyler Croft over Jack Doyle in PPR, which you no. which you don't, which you're not doing. No. And to be fair, like they're very close in the rankings for Dave and Jamie. but Right. Um, all right, so we go now to the Browns, and we talked about Corey Coleman. He's decent this decent option this week. He's 45% on. What about the running backs for the Cleveland Browns? How do you feel about them?
0: Uh, Very close to how I feel about Joe Mixon. I, I think there's some potential for either of them to get into the end zone. You have to guess if if we love Andy Dalton and we think the Bengals are going to score a bunch of points, that Cleveland's going to be playing from behind, that's usually a better recipe for Duke Johnson. And it's definitely, I have a, it's definitely a worse as-
1: recipe for Crowell, I think, more so. It's like Crowell, at least in terms of the amount of carries he gets. The closer right. the game, the more carries he gets.
0: In non-PPR, I have Crowell as a high-end number three and Duke as a low-end number three. Okay. In PPR, I have Duke as a low-end number two and Crowell as a number three.
1: All right. So these are not great starts this week.
0: No, no. Yeah. I mean, in PPR, I would rather start Duke than – I, you're gonna kill me for this. And PPR'd rather start Duke than Latavius or Ajayi.
1: I I mean I could no, I can understand it, especially over Ajayi. Latavius, I'm pretty I'm I'm feeling pretty good about Latavius.
0: I know you are. So um I don't think there's a whole lot of difference between Latavius and LeGarrette Blunt, but
1: Well, I think there are seven or eight carries difference. Maybe more like six. Uh, Latavius is getting fifteen a
0: game. Uh, right. Blunt's getting what? Good thirteen, low. basically. He got thirteen last week, and he's averaging thirteen for the year.
1: Yeah, but what did he get the first? He got nine the first game with the Jai. So let's give him eleven. Four carries. There's four four carry difference. Latavius is playing really well.
0: He, he is, but it's it's two games. It is.
1: I know. Um, all right, Miami's at New England. This will be a slaughter. We don't know who's going to play quarterback for Miami, but um, here's your stat of the game. In New England's last six games. And in those six games, they haven't given up more than 17 points to any team. But 10 wide receivers have had seven or more fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. So they're still giving up
0: production to wide
1: receivers. Uh, that said, Heath, let's talk about the Dolphins wide receivers and how you're ranking them this week.
0: Well, that will be dependent on who plays quarterback. Yes. But Jarvis Landry isn't really going to change much either way. He is the best Dolphins wide receiver regardless of format. Uh, I was a little concerned about has Belichick taken Jarvis Landry out of the game before? And I don't worry too much about histories of players versus teams. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. But I will look at last year when Jarvis Landry played this Patriots team twice. In the first game, he had 10 catches for 135 yards. In the second game, he had nine for 76 and a touchdown. Okay. Start him up. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely starting him. I'm falling into the trap that if Matt Moore starts, I am probably starting Kenny Stills, and it does feel like a trap.
1: <laughs> I, I think it, I think it makes sense. I mean, he, every time Stills goes off with with Matt Moore,
0: right? And I'm not that interested in Devontae Parker this week.
1: I'd be I'd, more interested in, in if Cutler starts. I think you can get like five or six for seventy.
0: You know, we currently have Devontae Parker in our lineup and in our rejects league.
1: We don't have a great second wide receiver.
0: Uh, both of the guys that we have on our bench, I have ranked ahead of him.
1: And who are they? They're Deshaun Jackson.
0: And Marvin Jones.
1: Oh, Marvin Jones? See, I don't really want to go with Jones against the... Ah, we'll, we'll set our lineup later. Would you start... <laughs> you wouldn't start a Miami wide receiver, would you? I mean, a quarterback. Quarterback,
0: sorry. No. How about a running back? I don't really want to. I think you have to... Here's the problem with the Miami running backs, it's kind of like where the Jets were at the beginning of the year. We all think that Kenyon Drake is the best Dolphins running back. And Adam Gase pretty clearly thinks that Damian Williams is his best option.
1: I don't know. Like They've played three games without Jay. They have th- almost the same amount of touches. 32 for Drake, 35 for Williams. It's very even. And, and a week didn't... ago we were saying, oh, it's Drake yeah. now because Williams didn't do much against Carolina. And then Williams... Gets more work in, in week, in week 11. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and that sucks for fantasy. You just don't know. Are there any good running backs this week? I mean, every game we're talking about is like, eh, I don't know. I don't really feel comfortable starting this guy, right? It's, yeah. it's a t- t- bad week for running backs.
0: I've got Williams as a mid-range number three and Drake as a low-end number three. All
1: right, again, we don't really want to start them. Would you start them over Marshawn Lynch? Yes. Okay. Uh we go to the Patriots, Tom Brady's the number 1 quarterback. I don't know why, should be Russell Wilson. He's better than Brady anyway in fantasy, not in real life, but in fantasy. And he's got a better matchup. Um what do you think about that?
0: He has a better matchup? No, just the whole thing that he should be number 1. That Wilson should be number 1. I've gone back and forth between uh the two of them. I've been the high guy on Russell Wilson for 3 years now. <laughs> yeah. Um Don't stop now, Heath. No, I I don't I'm not down on Russell Wilson at all. They're both amazing, elite plays. I can't imagine that it matters. You have him like, second. Who, who has Tom Brady and Russell Wilson? It's on
1: way team? too low. You have him second. It's, like, ridiculous. I
0: and, understand. I'm sorry.
1: Anyway, uh the Patriots running backs. Deion Lewis is the start of the week. Are you feeling the Deion Lewis love this week against the Dolphins?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I feel about the same about him that I did last week. Uh High-end number two running back. I expect him to get into the end zone. I I hope this isn't the week that Belichick pulls the rug out from under us.
1: Would you start him over Jamal Williams? Yes. Would you start him over Christian McCaffrey? Yes. In PPR. No. Okay. We like Dion. Uh, here's Lewis, a though.
0: here's a hot take. Yeah. Here is a hot take for you. Okay. I would start Dion Lewis over Jordan Howard. Really? How come? I I do not like the Bears at all. They're going to Philadelphia against a defense that just continues to improve. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm not sure they get into the red zone. Jordan Howard's work in the passing game has just completely and totally disappeared.
1: Okay. I feel it. I like it. Uh how about any interest in Burkhead
0: or White? Not really. Um, Burkhead's playing time kind of got cut off a little bit last week After the fumble Yeah, White has basically disappeared from the game plan Would you start Burkhead over a Dolphins running back? Uh, In PPR I would start him over Drake
1: Okay Brandon Cooks is top 5 Starter sit Danny Amendola When he gets more than 5 targets He's really good When he gets less than 5 targets He's really bad I can't tell you how many targets he's going to get But starter sit Danny Amendola Who's 64% old
0: I also cannot tell you how many targets he's going to get, but if you start three wide receivers, you're probably starting Damian, Danny Amendola, is what I would say.
1: Amendola or Devontae Parker? Amandola. Amendola or Corey Coleman? Amandola. All righty. It, Amendola and PPR. Okay. Rob Gronkowski, number one. Only one touchdown in his last four games. Get it going, Gronk. And the Patriots DST. They're not bad. They're 8th for Jamie, 13th for Dave, 14th for Heath. Three good games in a row, four out of five. I actually like them
0: this week. Yeah, I should probably move them up a little bit.
1: All right. Patriots-DST, not a bad option. Tennessee is at Indianapolis. Stat of the game. We look at T.Y. Hilton. He's been good, I think, three times this year. And it's always been in great matchups. Cleveland, San Francisco, and at Houston. He's only had one good matchup this year that went poorly for T.Y. Hilton. And that was Tennessee. But it is a really good matchup. They've allowed 95 or more yards to four wide receivers in their last three games. That's terrible. They suck against the pass. Uh So, starters at T.Y. Hilton this week.
0: Start him. He's a number two. There's it's, still some some bust potential, but there's a big boom potential as well.
1: Hilton or Lewis? Ooh. Yeah. Uh Lewis. Hilton or Funchess? Funchess. Hilton
0: or Howard? Howard. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not enough time to process this question.
1: I'm surprised, well, I mean, do you think T.Y. Houghton's going to have one of his like
0: massive games? I don't, I kind of view him right now as a poor man's Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Or, yeah. but you very would start, much, you maybe, would... maybe instead of that, how about just exactly like Stefan Diggs?
1: I like the Tyree-Kill comparison better. <laughs> okay. Uh, fewer ca you know, doesn't get as many catches as Diggs probably. Well, actually, I don't know about that. Eh, who- it doesn't matter. Tell me about the Tennessee running backs this week. How do you feel about them?
0: Well, uh I feel a sense of loss <laughs> about them as if they were torn away from me.
1: Oh, I skipped around. I meant to stay on the Colts. I'm sorry. Can we stay on the Colts? Yep. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, is he a sleeper this week?
0: He's not a terrible streamer if you're stuck, but it's not somebody I'm actively trying to get in my lineup. Derek Carr is the only normal starter that I would start him over. The Colts
1: running backs, any interest in them?
0: I'm still ranking in a standard league Frank Gore over Marlon Mack. I'll take Marlon Mack in PPR. Um,
1: why? He has it, two games of more than two catches. We have created a Marlon
0: Mack myth. I I understand um I I think he's best in that role and they're coming off a bye and they've got nothing to play for, so why wouldn't they? I hope so.
1: I hope so. I'd like to see them turn Marlon Mar- the Mack loose. But Frank Gore gets sixteen or seventeen carries in three straight games. It is not a good matchup though. Tennessee they allow the fifth fewest rushing yards per game. Um they are not good they allow the fourth most receiving yards to running backs. Right. So maybe that helps Marlon Mack. But uh you know, it's it's clearly a gamble. And that's it. Oh, Jack Doyle. Yeah, we're starting Jack Doyle this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get back. Let's get back to the good graces, Jack Doyle. He had seven for 50 and a touchdown on 11 targets in the first meeting against the Titans. All right, now let's go to the Titans. Start or sit Marcus Mariota.
0: Start him. This is the stretch of the schedule we've been waiting for with Mariota. He's been dreadfully bad this year. Most of the time, he's just been mediocre. Like if we would have had maybe more realistic expectations for him, I wouldn't be... Saying he's been dreadfully bad.
1: Yeah, let's look at Mariota the last three games. He scored, he scored 18 fantasy points against Baltimore, 19 against Cincinnati, 16 against the Steelers. And he had Delaney Walker drop a touchdown, would have gotten to 24, I think. Those three teams are three of the top six teams in the NFL in pass defense. Yep. Colts are not. (laughs) So they give the third most passing yards per game. So, okay, Mariota or Alex Smith? Mariota. Mariota or Dalton? Dalton. Okay. So Mariota's a good start. He's one spot behind Dalton for – uh well, he's behind Dalton for everybody. One spot behind Dalton for Jamie and for Heath. Uh, all right, now the Tennessee running back, sir.
0: I'm starting DeMarco Murray, and I do feel like this, this is a game – Derrick Henry's a nice number three option, a nice flex option. Uh, this feels like the type of game where they have a lead in the fourth quarter and they just bludgeon the Colts with Derrick Henry.
1: How about this? DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry have something in common. They both have only three games this year with more than six fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. And for both of them, one of those three games was against the Colts. Um, Murray does get the catches. He doesn't do a lot with them, but he has 28 catches this year. So Murray – all right. Murray or Dion Lewis? Deion. Murray or Alfred Morris? Morris. Murray or Latavius Murray,
0: um, Demarco easily. No one would ever. No one would prefer Latavius Murray to Demarco Murray.
1: Heath and I just traded the two Titans running backs for the two Vikings running backs. In
0: you know a fun, league. fun fact about that trade? Somebody that? was said to me when we were talking about it on Twitter that Derrick Henry hasn't done anything all year in that league. I can. It's a half point PPR. I consider ten points kind of like a good week for a running back.
1: Uh, in half PPR, yeah, okay. I
0: All mean. four of those running backs have three games this year with ten points in that format. Uh,
1: that's interesting, but I think you know you just look at the way they're playing right now.
0: Yes, their last game is much more important. No, it's like than their last
1: else. like three games.
0: Well, two games ago, Demarco Murray well, no, had the okay, best wait, wait, game. Okay, wait, 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 wait,
1: Dalvin Cook. You can you can see that. that is such a deceiving stat. It's such a Heath coming stat. Like Dalvin Cook, I first, I was like, why why am I? Oh, of course, Dalvin Cook was healthy at the beginning of the year. It changes things. You know, it changes things. And, by, and so we did a Twitter poll. We said, who would you rather have: the Vikings running backs or the Titans running backs? Because Heath did not want to do the trade, and I did want to do the trade. And two thirds of the respondents said they'd rather have the Vikings running backs the rest of the season. So we went ahead and we did it. And and I, I would have been okay not doing it. Especially because the Titans have, uh, San Francisco in like week 15. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that running game there for, uh, for Minnesota. A lot more excited than you are, apparently. It's a tough matchup this week. Oh, uh, no, good matchup this week, excuse me. Okay, uh, wide receivers. Rashad Matthews is less than 80% owned, so he's available in some leagues. Do you love Rashad Matthews this week?
0: I don't think love's the right word. I am very conflicted about all of the Titans wide receivers. Don't Eric be. Decker is seeing very few targets, but he seems to get a little bit more work once they get down close to the end zone. Delaney Walker is going to get a lot of targets. Corey Davis has gotten the most targets and not done anything with them recently. Right. Um, I've got Richard Matthews as a borderline number two.
1: Okay. So he's definitely worth starting this week. Corey Coleman,
0: uh, Corey Davis is number, number three. Uh, more of a, more of a, uh, boom bust flex to, gotcha. for me. Gotcha.
1: Alright, Delaney Walker, are you gonna start him? Would you start Delaney Walker or Jack Doyle? I would start Delaney. Yeah, he's been very good lately, especially in PPR. Right. We got three games left, we can get through these, they're, they're, uh, probably a little bit more low scoring. Denver at Oakland, stat of the game number one. Oakland allows the fifth most fantasy points to opposing running backs. A running back has scored double digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues against Oakland in eight straight games. That includes CJ Anderson who had 20 carries in the first meeting in week four. Does that streak continue? Do we get a ninth straight game with a, with a opposing running back getting double digit fantasy points against the Raiders?
0: Yes. Really? Yes. You just tell me which one of them is going to be in the game when they get inside the five yard line. So what, is what's the your, one. What's your take here? Who 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 do, you, who do you like? Booker? I have Devontae Booker ranked the highest because I do think if he were to, I mean, for first off, he saw more work last week, he saw more snaps last week, uh, he has looked better recently, and he's involved in the passing game. Mm-hmm. So Devontae Booker's ranked the highest, but this could not be a um, less predictable situation. We have three running backs that have all been somewhat involved. Nobody has gotten the lion's share of the work over the season and they just changed offensive coordinators.
1: Yeah, it's risky. So, so like Amir Abdullah or, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop doing the Thursday guys because I imagine a lot of people are going to be listening to this podcast on Friday. So let's go Devontae Booker. I'll give you some wide receivers or Jeremy Macklin.
0: Um,
1: Booker. Booker or Demarius Thomas? Demarius. Booker or Emmanuel Sanders? Um, Booker. I know you don't like the Raiders wide receivers, but you start Devontae Booker over them? Yes. Okay. Uh, he's 62% owned by the way, still available. And, uh, Oakland, we look at the Denver wide receivers, they've allowed a touchdown to at least one wide receiver in four straight games. But, I just, I'm, I'm upset that Brock Osweiler's out. <laughs> Uh for Demarius Thomas, you know, he was Again, still good. more
0: unpredictability.
1: Yeah. I'm still gonna start Demarius everywhere I got him. Yep. What about Emmanuel?
0: Uh right in that Richard Matthews range, but behind him. Okay.
1: So you'd start Richard Matthews over him, you start Juju Smith Schuster, Robbie Anderson over him, T.Y. Hilton Josh over Josh Doxon. Him. Okay. Um and then yeah, that's that covers it for Denver. How about this are either of these quarterbacks sleepers? Paxton Lynch Facing a team that has zero interceptions this year—that's incredible—and then Oakland, and then Derek Carr facing a team that's given up the most passing touchdowns this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I sure (laughs) they are—they are sleepers, but they're just too far down the list. The floor is too low for both of these guys. Okay,
1: Uh, I don't want to risk it. No thank you on the Denver on the Oakland running backs. Excuse me. No thank you on them. And yeah, I guess so. If you had to start one. Oakland wide receiver, who would it be? Crabtree. And then I guess would you start Crabtree or or Sammy Watkins?
0: Sammy over them pretty easily.
1: Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Dontrell Inman. Who? No way. That's
0: that's yeah, a good one. That's a, what do you mean? No way. Eagles secondary is looking really good.
1: Really that's true.
0: Good. Um, I will start them over. Don him.
1: You know what's gonna happen. It's, it's like, one of the two Oakland wide receivers is gonna catch a touchdown with like three minutes left. Gonna have like 30, 40 yards and a touchdown.
0: Fair, but that's not what you want. To, you don't want to start that. No, you don't.
1: Alright, Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Stat of the game. Last three games, the Steelers have allowed three 100 yard receivers and five wide receivers with 80 or more yards. They've give, the Steelers have given up pass plays of 60 or more yards. Three times in their last two games. Chester Rogers, Dante Moncrief, and Richard Matthews. That's incredible. 60-yard pass plays three times in their last two games. So, obviously, Devontae Adams is the only guy we'd be looking at for, uh, for the Packers, but
0: I feel like he's a must-start. Yeah, I don't feel as strongly about him being a must-start. I do like him by far the most of the Packers' wide receivers. And he's a must start if you start three wide receivers, but he's in that Emmanuel Sanders, Corey Coleman, Sammy Watkins range for me. But you'd start him over the Oakland guys, right? Absolutely. I'd start him, I'd start him over to Sean Jackson. I'd start him over Jeremy Macklin. But Brett, I, we can't undersell how bad Brett Hundley is.
1: We also can't undersell how much he throws to and connects with Devontae Adams.
0: That's true. But still.
1: Would you start Devontae Adams or Jamal Williams?
0: I'd start Jamal Williams.
1: Let that be our week eleven bet. Me and you. Okay. Standard scoring.
0: Standard scoring. Yeah. I get Jamal Williams, you get Devontae Adams. Yes.
1: All right. Excellent. Um You obviously in PPR you go Adams, I assume?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: So Williams we talked about earlier in the show. You want to give like a ten second summary of how you feel about him?
0: Williams? Yeah. It's just volume. I, I expect he's going to get more than 20 touches because that's what he's gotten each of the past two weeks. And game script, listen, we haven't seen him down by three scores or anything like that. But um, as long as he's that involved in the passing game, I'm okay with him.
1: All right, that pretty much covers the Packers. By the way, macaroni and cheese, 61%. Green bean
0: casserole, 39%. Uh, 39% of your followers are strange.
1: <laughs> green bean casserole so good, man. Ben Roethlisberger is a top four quarterback. Keep throwing it, man. Le'Veon Bell start. Antonio Brown start. And Dave and Jamie have Juju Smith-Schuster as like a number two, number three. Heath, as we mentioned, loves Juju. Seventh in standard and similarly ranked in PPR. Uh, I don't think there's much more there. Steelers DST, number one for Jamie, number four for Dave, number two for Heath. This is a pretty simple game, uh, except maybe a couple packers. Houston at Baltimore is our final game, Heath, as we get ready for some Thanksgiving. Starter sit Lamar Miller. Well, how about this? Lamar Miller, Alex Collins, Danny Woodhead. Rank them.
0: You just did in a standard league. In PPR, I would flop Woodhead and Collins.
1: It's not. I, I really want to keep riding Alex Collins. And look, the Packers, last week he had a good game against them because he scored. Right. But, but he didn't, you know, run all that. But well, the Packers' run defense has been pretty solid lately, as you mentioned early. So is Houston's. So maybe he can score again. You're hoping for workload.
0: Well, yeah, I think the key to this, to starting Alex Collins, and he's a low-end number two for me. I I don't love the idea. But the key for him is that this Baltimore defense has been phenomenal. It's a Monday night football game at home, and Houston's quarterback is Tom Savage. You're just hoping that they have a two-score lead in the second half. He gets 20 carries again, and he either breaks one or he gets in the end zone.
1: That's a good point. That's a good point. Would you start Lamar Miller... Let's do some more wide receivers. Lamar Miller or Devonta Adams? Miller. Lamar Miller or Kenny Stills, if it's Matt Moore? Miller. Okay. Lamar Miller or Jarvis Landry?
0: Um, In PPR, definitely Landry. In standard, I will go Miller.
1: Okay. Uh, You're not trusting Joe Flacco, are you?
0: No, no, no. He's, he's a nice streamer in a 2QB league. He's been... I mean, really almost as bad as Brett Hundley this year.
1: Starting to play a little better though. He was, uh, what was it, like 22 of 28 last week? Yeah. But only 183 yards. <laughs> Which Baltimore wide receiver do you prefer? I was actually surprised. I know the answer to this. I was very surprised how low you have Mike Wallace.
0: Yeah. I, I know. I've battled that as well and thankfully I've got a couple days to decide on this one. Macklin's still getting a larger cut of the targets. Um, he, Wallace scored a touchdown last week, but what did he have, 19 receiving yards? Yes. That's just, that's not exactly the type of uh, thing.
1: No, sorry, I think last week he had four for 56 in a touchdown. The week before he had four for 19 in a touchdown.
0: Right. He's got two games this year with more than five targets, and one of his last five games with more than five targets.
1: Yeah. Now I get it. Macklin you don't hate, though. Macklin's a decent option, right?
0: I, I expect Macklin to get more targets in this game and it is a great matchup. Great matchup. So yes, I he's a number three.
1: And start DeAndre Hopkins and have a great freaking Thanksgiving. I can't wait. I am starving, Heath. Let's do let's eat.
0: Well, I've got a show to do first.
1: <laughs> yeah, whatever. Eat on the show. Everybody would love to
0: see that. I'm sure they would.
1: Happy Thanksgiving, buddy.
0: Happy Thanksgiving.
1: We'll talk to you on Sunday night. Heath, talk to the listeners on Friday. We'll have the NFC home games and we'll recap the Thanksgiving games. Thanks for listening. We are so thankful for our listeners. I will say that again on Friday because I should have said it much earlier in the show. Green bean casserole forever. See ya.